1: This is the Oh My I'm launching podcast. And
0: today I am talking to Lisa, a business mentor. She has been an online entrepreneur for almost 15, 14 years. I'm sorry, 14 years. Um, you know, before Instagram even was a thing, and she's been working with clients to help them get results like double digit conversions, nailing six figure launches, and um, even seven figure recurring revenue funnels. Um, she helps overwhelmed. And overwork women, especially coaches and service providers, to create income, impact, and obviously, you know, a lifestyle that they want and um, having simple, highly profitable, highly leveraged offers. And today's episode, we are talking a little bit about how important it is to build a connection with your audience throughout a launch or you know, in-between washes in particular, actually. And um, that's basically one of the fundamental things that she advises us to do. And honestly, I'm not against it. <laughs> um, it's definitely one of the uh, fundamental thing that we need to do is to build that connection with people because, you know, these days, business is even more personal than ever. And we are seeking connection these days, you know, being on lockdown after lockdown and not being able to travel and all this stuff so yeah but we do talk about a lot about launching and uh strategies and tactics and stuff that we should be doing should not doing so if you want to learn a little bit more about launching definitely tune into this episode all right let's dig in have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well it really doesn't matter
2: Hello, hello. How are you, Ken?
0: I'm good. I'm so glad to have you here. I've um, been on what was it a summit that you did? Yes,
2: um, yes. Yeah, we did a summit way back at the end of uh, 2020.
0: So yeah, that's true. Fun. That was very fun. <laughs> really fun. But now <laughs> it's my turn to kind of return the favor and have you on the podcast. I'm really excited about that.
2: Yeah, so glad to be here.
0: Awesome. Um, you know, before we get started, I like for people to kind of just introduce themselves. You know, tell them. Who they are and, you know, what they do and who they help. So if you want to do that introduction, that would be great.
2: Absolutely. So my name is Lisa May Hubie and I help overwhelmed and overworked women coaches and service providers create the income, impact and lifestyle that they really want with my simple scale system that gets them high profit and high leveraged offers. I have been around the online space for a long, long time since before Instagram was even a thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's, that is a quite a time, actually. <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, fourteen years and counting. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm a seasoned online veteran. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah how do you how do you feel about the online space these days?
2: Um, you know what? For as many changes as I've seen over the years, Ken, there's always the fundamentals always stay the same.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: it doesn't matter what social media platform, you know, whether what was it clubhouse a little while ago. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a flash in the pan and everybody hops on the, the latest shiny thing, which is great. Maybe you get some good results from that for a little bit, but when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter where you are, where you're showing up, as long as you're doing it consistently and, and that you're in following the fundamentals
1: mm-hmm.
2: in your marketing right because those are the things that don't change True. and you know when we're connecting human to human you're still human to human that stuff doesn't change so it doesn't matter where you're doing it as much as the fact that you're doing it
0: mm. and what are the fundamentals that you see
2: well you know knowing how to actually speak to your audience and connect with them mm-hmm. uh so whether you're doing it through your content, whether you're doing it through a podcast like this or on your video, as long as you know how to connect with them, that's a huge piece right there. Um, there's a, a bit of a bug up in my bonnet right at the moment to put it politely. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, this push to automate everything and you and I, we were just speaking briefly before we started here. Um, you know, everybody wants to automate things, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: automation, automation, automation. But the biggest problem I see having, you know, been a conversion copywriter and funnel strategist for so many years and a launch strategist, uh, before coming on as a coach and a business mentor myself is people try to automate things too soon. Oh yeah. Or they're trying to automate the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And right now, you know, at the time we're recording this, it's, April, 2021, we're still dealing with this crazy pandemic thing that's going around. Um, and it doesn't change the fact that people want connection. They're craving connection. You know, they want to know that you are a real person that can help them with their real problems. They don't want to necessarily sign up for that evergreen thing that you're selling.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so, I think building that human connection before you launch anything and whether it's a one on one service or a product, I mean, a program or a course, building those human connections and just starting conversations and, and being a human with people is huge. Mm, right. Yeah. And you can't replace that with, with any degree of automation.
0: So true. Yeah. And just like you said, you know, uh, people. Tend to start this automation process way too soon and it's not been tested and tried out enough. Especially for things like Evergreen. I see a lot of people talk about, oh, I want to go Evergreen. But it's like, well, have you actually launched this before or are you just going straight into Evergreen?
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? You've got to have a proven offer. Um, so you know, you you need to see some degree of success before you actually go to Evergreen. Same with um ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's talk about. We talked about the, that human connection. Well, that builds the quality of your audience, you know, and that gives you some organic lead generation and audience building. Um, but you're also able to qualify that audience and make sure you're bringing in the right people for your launch. You know, this is something that you do kind of between launches when you're not launching and. And then when you're ready to run ads, once you have a system in place and once you've already launched a few times and you have that money to test ads because they're not cheap and ads are getting, uh, the costs are, are going up and they're way more complicated than they were even six months ago to run now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, you know, once you have that to invest, that's great, but you know, don't waste your time and energy on something that isn't necessarily going to get you quality people into your audience. You might get some numbers there. But depending on what you're launching, you want to make sure you've got that quality audience, you know, those 100 true fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. Focusing on getting the right people is, um, is a lot more important.
2: Yeah, because you can you can have you know a five or six figure launch with just a small audience.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if,
2: if they're the right people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, anyways, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it's it's not it's nice to kind of touch on those topics as well because yeah, people tend to jump into things maybe too soon and um, don't think about you know things that they actually should have done before that. But you mentioned something about you know doing stuff between launches. And, um, you know, people tend to have launches divided throughout the year, maybe, you know, every quarter or something like that. So what is it something that people should be doing between those launches?
2: Uh, absolutely focusing on building your audience engine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge piece. And, you know, like I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, you're, you're filling your audience full of the right people. Uh, You're not going to waste money on ads. You're not going to la- end up launching to crickets. You'll have much better results if you do that. But also uh, creating those human connections, having a daily practice of just doing something that a lot of people aren't doing. So I think, um, I forget who it was. One of my mentors early on years ago said, do the uncommon thing uncommonly well. Well, so many people are just kind of weirded out. They they want to sit behind their keyboard and their screen and not actually talk to anybody other than on a live stream or a podcast or through their written content. But start reaching out to people, building those connections, go into the DMs and say, hey, thanks for following me. Or, you know, if you're, say, on Instagram, if you like somebody's post or even even on Facebook or wherever you're hanging out. Just reach out and say, Hey, what a great post. I really like that you did XYZ or you said this and you, you know, you really hit the nail on the head. Thank people for being themselves. Uh, Thank people for following you. You know, if somebody comes on uh, a new Instagram follower, send them a quick DM and say, Hey, thanks for following me. Mm -hmm. You know, what did you like so much about this post or whatever it was? Um, Just a quick note thanking people for engaging with you and for being there, I yeah. think goes a long ways to building that human connection.
0: Absolutely. And especially when you kind of either whether you're just starting out or if you don't have a big audience, you have the time and opportunity to actually spend that time in the DMs and saying thank you. It Absolutely. might be a little bit harder when you you know have 100K followers or a million K followers <laughs> or something like that. You know? but, yeah, once, uh,
2: you, once you get that big, then you have – other problems, but <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I think it's important that you actually take a moment to just be grateful for the opportunity that you have at that moment.
2: Yeah. And just let people know that, you know, hey, there's a real person behind the account.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So this isn't something, this isn't an automation. It's not a bot. It's not somebody's assistant. I mean, it could be somebody's assistant, could right? Yeah. As you, but at least you're acknowledging them that. Uh, you know, saying thanks that they're there and, and establishing that more human connection.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. So one of the other things that I think is really uh, important for people to realize is that your social media has become the 2021 business card. Like mm-hmm. this, it almost replaces, it not only replaces the old school business card, it almost replaces your website in a yeah. lot of ways. And I'm not saying that you don't need a website anymore. You, by all means, you do have to have that. But when it comes to social media, and where you are hanging out, if you are doing a lot of organic lead generation, say, through Facebook groups, or through LinkedIn, um, wherever you are doing that organic lead generation, well, guess where people are going to go to learn more about you? right? If you are in Facebook groups, they're automatically going to go to your Facebook profile to learn more about you. They're not going to your business page, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: right? Unless you have, you know, unless you are one of those, the the more celebrity influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers, they're going to go and check out your personal profile first before anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, a lot of people don't want to actually leverage this space you know, you've got a billboard right there on your personal profile, is it, you know, the same profile that, yeah, maybe your grandma uses and your aunt uses and your mom is there. But you can still post a banner that tells people what you have going on in your business and mm-hmm. where to find you. If you don't want to use your personal profile to engage with people on a for your business, you can at least steer them to where you do want to engage with them, like into your Facebook group.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: there are a lot of ways—really uh, clever ways—that you can start to leverage and build your audience in between launches, and uh, you know, do those things that are going to give you the momentum that are going to pay off when it comes time to launch.
1: Mm.
0: Um, is there anything else besides you know being that personal in terms of you know uh, spending time in the DMs and? engaging with people that way? Is there any other kind of way that you feel is still relevant?
2: I think um, when it comes to organic lead generation, I think, you know, Facebook groups are still big. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there seems to be a gazillion Facebook groups, right? <laughs> <It> probably is. <laughs> but, and and that's why they're so popular. And that's why Facebook likes to um, give them a little more attention these days. Mm. Right. So they're, i I heard I've heard rumblings I don't actually know for sure, but I have heard that there may be ads in groups soon, or okay. you may have the ability to run ads in groups. I don't know for sure. I'm not an ads expert, so don't quote me on that.
1: Yeah, so,
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> the rumor Mill has it yeah um, but you know, just engaging in those groups, um, again, being a human,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right commenting, engaging on the posts that are there posting yourself to increase your visibility
1: mm-hmm.
2: and knowing what to post because I think a lot of the strategies and a lot of the content tactics that are taught out there right now are a little more on the, the post and pray side of things, right? So it's like, oh, keep posting and somebody's going to notice you. But, mm-hmm. they, but that's not really how it is. You need to have the strategy behind it and know how to write the stuff that's going to get people to pay attention and take action.
1: Good
0: point.
2: Absolutely. Because if people are just saying, hey, thanks for this, but not actually doing anything with it, right? Or it's not giving you any results, any return on your investment, mm-hmm. then it doesn't really make any sense to keep doing that.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, being part of a, quite a few Facebook groups, I do see that, you know, there's like this couple of handfuls of people who are regularly posting and you see them coming up again and again. So, I mean, it's not really that hard to stand out in the group and, you know, having people remember you mm-hmm. because there are so few people who are actually really active inside of those groups.
2: That's right. Yeah. And there's some of the Facebook groups are huge now. Like I belong to some that are 70,000 members and a hundred thousand members. And you think, wow, how am I ever going to stand out in that? And mm-hmm. yet, you go in and you see, like, just like you said, you see the same names coming up and coming up. So it is possible to actually, you know, increase your visibility there if you, if you know how to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, we were going to actually talk about a few secrets that, you know, evolves six figure launches. I know you've been on the inside of a few six figure launches as well. Um, and, you know, personally, I think there's not, that's much different from a six figure launch from a four figure launch. The basics principles are pretty much the same, yep, but you know there's always some secrets <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit about six figure launches and how they separate some from any other launches
2: absolutely my uh i I posted something a little while back on um, on Facebook and i to a degree, I got a bit of flack for it. Um, I had a client that generated a $623,000 launch. It was like, that's amazing. Right? So yeah, all like of that. a sudden, it was like, uh, people started hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah. But what did they do to get that? And mm-hmm. and stuff I was like, Hey, I'll tell you exactly. Here's, you know, here's what they did. And yes, it involved paid ads by all means. It involved, but it also involved organic
1: mm-hmm.
2: strategy. They had. They put the time in to build their audience in the first place, right? I think they also had um, a Facebook group, mm-hmm. right? So they had put the time in to build that Facebook group because that Facebook group became an asset for them. So they were able to leverage all of these, and uh, but they used what m- my favorite launch mechanism, which is you know the five day boot camp or challenge model, right? um that was i mean audience i can't even say enough that audience is everything when it comes to launches um you know i've done my fair share of launching the crickets <laughs> <laughs> i don't like to admit that but i i have and we'll, i know we'll a lot we'll of them have there. so it's okay <laughs> exactly i know i'm not the only one <laughs> so when you know my client nailed this crazy six figure launch i was like ooh okay Let's go, (laughs) let's go. But it all comes down to, you know, those fundamentals. Um, But the key difference is, you know, they had the audience, they had the visibility, right? So putting, doing those actions, taking those actions, putting the time in and following the process and trusting the process, not giving up and thinking, oh, this just isn't working after you've done it for a week. Mm -hmm you know, or even a month, because visibility doesn't often happen that quickly.
0: Yeah, there's no overnight success with a 6 week launch.
2: Exactly. So if you want to launch in, say, six weeks, or God forbid, you want to launch in four weeks or even three weeks, because a lot of people confuse taking massive action with actually launching something, (laughs) but they don't have an audience yet, or they haven't put in the time for visibility then you're mm-hmm. not going to see the, the results that you would get if you gave it a little bit more time with a little more um, strategy and intention behind your whole pre-launch process. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So actually, yeah, spending some time planning out the launch and having everything kind of, yeah, plan out, I guess. That's what we're trying to say.
2: Yeah, because when you're not in launch mode, Like when you're not launching, then you're in pre-launch, and pre-launch, all those activities, those are your business builders as well. Which a lot of people don't realize. They think, oh, pre-launch. Well, it's my pre-launch content. It's all my emails that lead up to it. But it's it's more than that. It's a whole lot more than that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's what I call the launch runway. Yeah. It's leading up the runways, leading up to the actual launch, and then. Well, pre-launch in my terms is basically the week before maybe where we kind of turn up the notches a little bit and then boom, you know, launch week.
2: Yeah. But
1: well, we're talking about the same thing. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, now when it comes to uh, launches, I see so many people um, and, you know, I hear, I keep hearing the same story. Launches are exhausting. I hate launches.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just, I'm burned out. So, you know, launch burnout is a thing. And I just, I did a live stream earlier today in my group about that. (laughs) And, I mean, it doesn't have to be a thing if you're taking the actions you need to be throughout the whole year not and not just focusing around that launch week that you have. Yeah. If you're trying to cram it all into, you know, two weeks or three weeks before you launch, then, yeah, it's going to be a big load of work for you to do
0: absolutely i mean sure you can't do it but then you would have to have uh like a well-oiled machinery that works for you and you've yeah. done it a few times you know everything works and you just kind of have to tweak a little bit and make sure things are in place but yeah that is really the case
2: yeah so i mean for your first few launches it's going to take a little bit more but once you have that process down it's rinse and repeat
1: mm-hmm. like you
2: said optimize, relaunch. Exactly. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. Um, had they,
0: before they got to this launch uh, that was six-figure, your client, um, did they, how many launches had they done before this? And, you know, was it a long journey to kind of get there?
2: This was only the second launch of this particular program. And I should mention, it yeah. was a higher ticket program. It had a 1997 price point, so almost mm-hmm. $2,000. Um, but it just goes to show you how many spots they were able to fill and it was a group program too it wasn't like a course right so it was uh it was pretty um intensive program Mm -hmm. uh but this was only the second launch they had done of this particular program the first one wasn't uh i think they were under don't quote me on this it's been (laughs) a little bit but i think they were under a hundred thousand the first time right but so still, this,
0: they you know they spent all this time building that audience and nurturing that audience, and oh
1: yeah.
0: So even though this was maybe like I said the second time to launch this specific program, they still spent a lot of time, you know, building that audience and nurturing it and getting them ready for this launch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any other secrets to the six-figure launches? Um. Is there any, you know, is there any, do we have to act a different way? Do we have to be a different way to get to these launches?
2: That's actually a very good point. And we were just talking about launch burnout and there mm-hmm. was something else I wanted to mention while we were talking about it. And it kind of left my head, but now it's back. <laughs> now it now it came back,
1: <laughs>
2: but let's talk about your energy level,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Because if you are doing all these other things and you're already burned out before you even launch, how do you think you're going to show up for your launch? Yes. right. You're, You're going to want to be miles away from that thing and, and you're not going to be able to show up. And I don't know if you have seen this yourself or not. I would imagine you probably have, because you've done a few launches, but your energy levels and how you show up for your people during a launch affect your sales. Absolutely. There is a, a direct correlation between your energy and how much money you make.
0: Oh, I totally agree.
2: Yeah. People can see that. They feel it through, you know, even though we're, we're face-to-face on Zoom, you can tell if I'm fired up about something or if I'm just kind of, oh, right? <laughs> 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 so when it comes to showing up, yes, if you want a six-figure launch, and you've got the numbers and you've got the audience, you've done put the work in and you are expecting that you are anticipating it and you have set the intentions and have put the, put the work in, then you need to show up as that person who has that six figure launch. You are the six figure course creator or uh coach, right? You are the person that has that already. So it's so important to act from, um, the position of already having that or being,
1: mm-hmm. as
2: Jim Fortin likes to say, and I think Adam Kadu yeah. does as well, right? From <laughs> the point of being that person
1: mm-hmm.
2: who already has that, make the decisions and approach everything you do from the standpoint of the person that's already created that. Exactly.
0: And we're not necessarily talking about, you know, spending thousands of dollars on ads. That's no. not what we're talking about here at all. Not at all. No, it's more like, yeah, you have to do the things that you need to do that you would expect to do if you had a six-week launch.
2: Right. And it's, I see so many people, they just kind of say, okay, so I've set the intention. I'm going to create this. But, okay, you set the intention, but do you know exactly what, you, uh, the, what steps you need to take mm-hmm. in order to achieve what you want? So they're not tracking things or figuring out, okay, how many people do I need to invite into my lodge to get this result? And if I need this many people in my lodge, how am I getting them there?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So if I'm doing organic lead generation, how many people do I need to personally invite in to my challenge so I can have this outcome? Right? So a lot of people, they don't, they set the intention, but their actions don't match it. And then they're disappointed when it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Is that making sense? (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not that they necessarily don't know what to do, but it's like you said, they kind of forget it. They set the intention and forget that there's a certain level of actions that needs to be done as well.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And a lot of people, they they kind of look at, okay. Um, Even from a, a sales funnel standpoint, okay, we're, we've tracked it. We can see where numbers are falling off. We can figure out why this isn't converting. But going in, let's say for a launch, they have no idea um,
1: where they need to be in the first place to hit their number. hmm
2: So it's it's important to track the the before and the after. Oh, absolutely. So you understand why it didn't work in the first place.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's probably something a lot of people tend to forget that you know doing a uh, launch debrief after you've done the launch is actually quite crucial in terms of how you're going to perform with the next launch otherwise you're just going to repeat the same thing and basically nothing changes.
2: Yeah, exactly. If you're following a broken strategy, if you're repeating a broken strategy then you're just going to get, keep getting the same results. And I think it was, was it Einstein that said, you know, repeating the same thing and getting the same outcome as a, a, or repeating the same thing and expecting, expecting. a different outcome yeah. is the sign of insanity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if your strategy, if your launch strategy is broken and you keep repeating that strategy, you're not going to get any different results.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, um, I see more and more these days that there's a lot more focus on the heart centered entrepreneurs we're both in uh, Adams group and um you know I see a trend of people just taking a lot more focus on serving themselves and being authentic and just being themselves when they're launching stuff and talking about stuff. How do you feel about that you know after everything that we've been through I, I feel almost like COVID had something to do with that.
2: Uh, I do too, in a way, but a lot of it, I think, was the whole. There's been a, an uprising against the whole bro marketing thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, people are done. They've seen through the rented Ferraris and the "I made a hundred thousand dollars in twenty four hours and you can too" stories. Um, you know, if it if it seems too good to be true, then it usually is. <laughs> And I think the, the whole heart-centered approach has just, is just a more authentic way um, to market yourself. Mm-hmm. That said, I also see a lot of heart-centered people that get hung up in language and lingo that keeps them stuck because they're not speaking to their audience in a way that their audience can actually figure out. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about things like healing generational trauma and and. Other things that the coach understands what they're talking about and what what they're trying to say and other coaches might in the same thing, but the person you're talking to probably doesn't. They don't know that they're suffering from generational trauma or whatever that happens to be, whatever that problem is that you're fixing. So it's important to come back down to where your client is and talk to them on that level if you want your messaging to land. Um, so, you know, that doesn't mean you can't still be the heart centered coach. It just means you need, you may need to figure out how to communicate a little more effectively with your ideal client.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, I mean, messaging in itself is so important and you can't just, you can't talk over people's head. You need to get down on their level, speaking their language. And, you know, um, not that I'm a Trump fan or anything like that, but he, He managed to get people on board because he was speaking at their level. (laughs) And no matter how crazy that sounds,
2: um,
0: but that's the way it was.
2: Yep, exactly. And um, I mean, the the other side to that is, which is such a shame, um, is that a lot of these heart-centered coaches don't quite know how to bring the conversation around to an actual sales conversation,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: right? So they're, they're following that, what I call the post and pray method. They're putting stuff out there and they're they're pouring their hearts out, they're being authentic and they're building their audience, but they're not actually telling people, they're not stepping up and inviting them to take action with them and, and mm. to, you know, enroll with them and get them to help solve their problem for them. Yeah. They haven't made that connection just
1: yet.
0: And that's kind of a shame because, you know, these people are really coming from a place of service and they really want to help people truly from the heart and yet they can't do it because they are not actually inviting people. They're not offering anything in return. So they need to get better at that, obviously. And just like I said, you know, it's just an invite. It's just an offer. It's nothing. You're not selling anything. You don't have to push anything at them.
2: Nope. Nope. Not at all. And there's no, what I have found is if I was pushing or if I felt like I was pushing even Just something as simple as sitting down and writing a piece of content if my energy wasn't there it would be like a rolling that boulder uphill right Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's always so much harder if you feel like you're trying to force yourself into something so it needs to be a natural flow but your energy must be there must be behind it but you're coming from a place of service right because If you're not selling, you know, you have something that can solve someone's problem. You can change their life. And if you're not putting that up out there and offering it, then you're not serving them.
1: Absolutely. So it's just a matter of
0: putting it out there. That's all.
2: Yeah. And there's nothing pushy about it. You know, ultimately, you are a business. And you're a business person, and sales is going to be part of what you do. Mm-hmm. So, learning, getting more comfortable with the sales process, and understanding, you know, how to go about it, because there definitely is a way to not do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but you know, as a heart-centered business person, as a heart-centered coach, you know, I think it often becomes a natural extension. I think. Uh, in a lot of ways for them to make the offers. Um, I think some of these, the heart-centered coaches that I've had exposure to at least and that I've worked with, they seem to be a little bit more natural with the sales process than some of the others that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of them end up with the more sleazy, slimy, pushy approach, but um, the heart-centered ones come from a more authentic um, service approach
0: right yeah and um you know i think it has a lot to do with what we have been presented with you know through social media and other people the gurus the mentors the experts obviously and they all say you know this is the thing this is how you need to do it you need to do a webinar you need to do a challenge you need to do emails you need to do this but i don't know how you feel about that but i think how you launch doesn't really matter. So if you do a webinar, that's fine. If you do a challenge, that's fine. I mean, we see that all these things work. Oh, yeah. But it's just a matter of finding
2: what works for you. What works for you. My, I mentioned earlier that my favorite one is like a five-day launch or boot camp or workshop, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's usually, I find they work uh, extremely well for higher ticket services or offers. Uh, but webinars and masterclasses can work really well for lower ticket items. So if you have a course or even just like a four week program or something that really laser is laser focused and hones in on an urgent problem that somebody has, and it's like, Hey, four weeks, then, you know, you don't need to drag them through a five day process necessarily, but yeah. by all means they all work. Yeah. And what's really cool is, I mean, as, somebody that was a conversion copywriter for over a decade, you know, I spent a lot of time writing launch emails and sales pages and stuff like that. But guess, guess what I've learned recently <laughs> in the last 18 months is you don't actually need all that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone.
2: <laughs> no. See, depending on your audience, again, it comes back to the audience. Mm-hmm and uh, how you're launching. I'm not saying that you don't ever need them uh, or that they won't help boost your conversion rates because they definitely will. But if you're stressing yourself out, if you have a launch coming up and you're stressing yourself out because you don't have the email sequence written perfectly, I would spend hours writing these damn emails because it had to, be, it had to follow the framework and it had mm-hmm. to do this and it had to do that. Guess what? Better done than perfect. You know, a simple email that says, Hey, the cart's closing or Hey, the doors are open. This is what you get. You know, this is what I have. This is what it'll do for you. Here's how you get it. Boom. You're done. Right. You don't have to stress out over, you know, 12, 15 emails that go out through the week. If you're not in the position to um, be comfortable with doing that. Right. Or if it's going to stress you out and add too much to your workload then you don't have to put together some quick and dirty emails, like let people know when you're going live. If you have a five day challenge, you don't need that much stuff. And that's why I like it so much is it's simple. You have a a structure, things that you're covering every day. You might have a few social media posts in your group, right? Where the thing where the five day challenge is going down, but email on the email side of things, you only have a, hey, you know, we're going live in an hour. And then later in the day, you might have the replay and a, and a teaser for what you're covering tomorrow. And then later on in the week, once your cart opens, it's like, hey, the cart's open. This is when it's going away. Take action now. right? You don't have this huge, long email sequence of things. Yeah. And uh, so that's why that is one of my favorite methods to uh, launch something.
0: Yeah. And, you know, kind of goes back to what we talked about the launch runway and all that stuff that, that is almost more important than, you know, having all those emails in the launch because you've done pretty much all the work before you actually get to launch.
2: Exactly. So that's when, you know, the email, those email sequences and the big, the long sales pages and stuff. Listen, I can geek out over a good sales page, like any, like any other copywriter, but um when it comes to courses or something that isn't, that's a little more, um, that's not necessarily something where we'll be working closely together on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's not a group program and not a one-to-one offer, if this is an evergreen course of some kind, then yeah, you need, you will need those email sequences. You will need, uh, you know, the sales page sort of thing because that's going to help do the heavy lifting for you. So it's ultimately it comes down to audience, what you're selling, right? Your your offer and uh, how you're going to sell it.
0: Yeah, so true.
2: But I mean, there's so many ways to do business online. There's so many ways to do launches.
0: Yeah, and there's no wrong way to be honest. It's just a matter of finding what works for you, what works for your audience. That's it.
2: Yeah, and it'll take time to to test and refine. And figure it out. It's like, okay, so the five-day launch was too long for me. Um, I'm going to take it back to three days and see what happens. Or yeah. I didn't find the five days was enough, so I'm going to take it out. I'm going to add some bonus days to it. Maybe it becomes an eight-day or a seven-day. Yeah.
0: yeah. Testing, experimenting. It's the yeah. only way to find out what works for you.
2: Yep,
0: 100%. Awesome. Um, yeah, so you said – Challenges is uh, your favorite way of launching. Um, have you seen any trends of, in terms of your clients that they tend to use? I know challenges is a big thing that a lot of people do, but uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen anything else.
2: That is, uh, that is what I'm working with my clients uh, one-on-one with specifically right now, because mm-hmm. they are selling a higher ticket pro- group program. So my whole approach to business is helping women simplify what they're doing. So they're only focusing on the items that are actually going to get them results instead of tinkering with tech and trying to do this and trying to do that. Um, so we bring it back we simplify, but I also want them uh, incorporating more leverage. So they're going to get some time freedom back because now they're not tied to one-on-one work. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be launching a group program. The one-on-one kind of funds their business. The group becomes, you know, the sprinkles on top. And so now they can, uh, they're leveraging their time. They can create once and deliver one to many.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So they increase their impact. But I also want them to get paid well for doing this because they're experts in what they're doing. So they deserve to be paid well. So these are higher ticket group programs. Mm. and so that's why i teach that uh five-day model exactly
0: yeah love it um before we wrap up um do you have any last minute tips for people who are about to launch or launching these days (laughs) (laughs) i know we cover a lot but you know
2: yes we did and i mean really if Build your audience and increase your visibility because that is going to do the bulk of the heavy lifting for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and figure out how to write content in a way that is going to generate interest and get you a return on your investment of time. Because as you increase your visibility with your content, that's going to, um, help you actually convert people and bring them into your launch so that you've created this launch audience of People that are just, they're waiting for the invitation. They're already ready to buy. They want what you're selling. And so if you can do that and work on that all the time, not Mm -hmm. when it comes time to launch. So learn how to do that. Master that skill because it is a skill and anyone can do it. Nobody's born a natural copywriter. They're not born a natural content creator or salesperson. These are all skills that you can learn. And it's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is a high performance sport and you got to train. Sometimes (laughs) it, sometimes it'll happen quickly, but most of the time it's going to take some trial and error and learning how to follow the process, but by all means, give it time. Uh, and when you launch, you might get crickets the first time, or maybe you have, you know, you make a, you have a three figure launch. Okay, so learn what needs to be done, do that debrief or postmortem, whatever you want to call it, and figure out, okay, this one was three figures. What do I need to do to increase it to four or five figures for the next launch? Right, so the, the better you can get at your debrief, the better questions you can answer or ask, then mm. the better the better answers you're going to get.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Love that. Love it. Uh, where can people find out more about you and reach out to you on social media?
2: Yeah, uh, I hang out on Facebook. So I'm there. You can find my personal profile. My group is the Unleashed and Unstoppable group. It's for women coaches and service providers.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry,
2: guys. But <laughs> <laughs> we're focused on women only over there. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I believe the handle is Lisa May underscore Hubie, H-U-B-Y. Mm-hmm. Or you can find me over at lisa.mayhuby.com.
0: Awesome, and also I forgot to mention, but you are doing a launch in at the time of recording a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, about. yeah, and uh, so we will post the link uh, for the sign up sheet for that for, to register
1: mm-hmm. in the
2: show notes. I get, I think you said, Ken. Yep. And uh, so yeah, make sure you join me. It will be a five day challenge, and uh, it's going to be pretty epic. So you'll get some amazing results from that. I love challenges. They always uh, people rave about the challenges that they've done with me, and uh, and I like really like doing it.
0: Do you have a like a little idea about what that launch is going to be about, or challenge? I mean, it's going to be about.
2: Well, it's still. I'm just refining content box. right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, only a couple of weeks out, unfortunately. But um, the nice thing is, I have everything else ironed out. But the the topic is either going to be. Uh, ready to scale. So to position your business to grow and explode, or it's going to be the connection marketing movement.
0: All right. And if you want to find out, you need to click the link in the show notes.
2: That's
1: right. (laughs)
0: Because by then everything's going to be ready. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) But it was really great having you on the show. I appreciate you taking the time to talk about this. And I think we really got people to understand that they need to build that connection. First and foremost, that,
2: yeah, that's like absolutely. the foundation. So well thank you so much, Canyon. And you know, we've been yakking now for like an hour. So you can imagine how much longer we could go,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Sometimes we just need to cut it short. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're really thank you so much and um yeah, have a good week and um we'll talk soon.
2: Thank you.
0: And thank you everybody for listening in and we'll talk again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you
1: in the next episode.